0: Curiosity on Dublin City FM. Now we are delighted to be joined in studio by Beryl. Beryl won Person of the Year at the Gala Awards just a few weeks ago for her work within the LGBTQ community. Beryl, you're very welcome. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. Uh, Thank pleasure. you for being here. So, <laughs> Beryl, before we even get into the galas, mm-hmm. um, for people who might not be familiar with your story, uh, you were born in Kenya.
1: Yeah. Okay. Right.
0: And you and you moved to Ireland a, a couple of years ago. Twenty nineteen. Twenty nineteen. And mm-hmm. um, do you want to tell us just a little bit about your experience of like growing up in Kenya as a queer person?
1: Um, growing up as a queer person was lonely. Okay. Uh, given that I grew up uh, in the countryside, I barely saw a lot of queer people. Even if there were, then clearly they were pretty much into hiding. Mm-hmm. So well hidden. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And Pearl, um, what was like? What were were the conditions like for
1: people of, uh, in the queer community in Kenya? Um, well, Kenya still criminalizes same-sex relationship for up to fourteen years imprisonment. So. You can just imagine how that is. Yeah. Yeah, know? absolutely. Really
2: like, difficult. you're, it, it, it's such a culture shock that I suppose maybe to come to a place where you can be properly yourself. Mm-hmm. What, what did that feel like? Did it take you a long time to kind of feel accustomed to being able to just be yourself?
1: A long time. Yeah. It, I mean, I'm still adjusting to it because I mean, I left there in my 20s. Mm-hmm. So. I can't just come here and start being like, oh, YOLO, you know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> there's still some stuff like PDA, you know. I When I hold my partner's hand in public, I still feel like, ick. Mm. You know, yeah. like, yeah. Oh, okay. I
0: think that's something that a lot of us feel, isn't it, really? Like, that there's a, there is a fear around, like, still, you know, even holding someone's hand mm-hmm. in public. Yeah. Because yeah. even if it's something that you're used to, I suppose, um, you'd be afraid of how other people might react, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Basically you always get the looks not yeah. not the good kind of more like you are on fire kind of you know yeah. your your clothes might be on yeah. fire. Yeah, of <laughs> course. I
2: know I know exactly. Um I suppose I'd love to know a bit more about kind of you've, since you since since you've been here and, and I suppose over the course that's why well, you've become more involved in, in LGBTQ advocacy and Kenya's No Haze campaign. Can you tell us a bit about that campaign and, and sort of like how dangerous did it feel for you to be kind of advocating for that?
1: <clears throat> Interesting. Um it's weird when I tell people that I like adrenaline. Things that, <laughs> yeah. you know? yeah. Yeah. So for me, speaking out and coming out, uh, coming up with this uh, campaign, it was like I knew the dangers, mm-hmm. but I, 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 I was like, I'm still doing it anyway.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Because we... Um, Kenya is a society that still, it's not as progressed as, let's say, South Africa or Nigeria. Mm-hmm. We are still rooted, rooted in our traditions. So, um, coming out publicly and, you know, sharing uh, this event with so many people and, you know, inviting even the straight people, obviously, mm-hmm. they're, they're the ones who offer more sponsorships. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it was scary, but yeah. we had to do it. It had to be done.
2: And what was the, the turning point that made you decide that you wanted to kind of leave it all behind and, and move to Ireland? And and also, I'd be interested to know why, like, what was it? Was it kind of just like dart at the map, I'm going to go anywhere? Or was like Ireland a specific choice?
1: I mean, I had a lot of Irish friends, uh, but there's a, there's a, so there's always this Irish cafe in, yeah. in, in Nairobi. And it's like, you're likely to meet a lot of Irish people there. <laughs> and they go and, crack. You know, <laughs> 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 they like to share you know you share we, we we share more about the country where to get good people bad people where not to where to go where not to go and uh, at the same time when you're sharing these things to, uh, with new people settling in your country they you know we also get interested in you know knowing where you came from yeah. how you are the vibes and everything so given that i had a lot of irish friends and at the time i was like open and out and yeah. very bold about it. Mm. And since um my family members were most of them are pretty much into politics and they mm. can my sexuality was always the problem in mm. terms of, you know, them winning the <laughs> vote. Yeah. So um I found myself in an arranged marriage. Yeah. Yeah, that they arranged for their own image, yeah. So um the guy was pretty much into I mean he was already living here. So he'd go back home, take care of his businesses and all. So he was like, you know what? I get you. I, I get where, what you're trying to, to... How brave you are, how you use your social media platforms. And look, what do you think about Ireland? I mean, you've, you have so, you've made some good friends. You've heard about it. You've done your research. Yeah. As a curious journalist, I always do my research. <laughs> and I was like, well, we sort of share... A lot of similar things yeah yeah so i was like okay you know i won't be learning new language it's english so i'm already used to english so yeah, yeah it's 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 a good option it's my first option yeah so yeah that's and how I found myself
2: now you. recently um, LGBT Ireland uh, collaborated with uh, a number of other organisations to produce a new sort of Pass survey which which is looking into the asylum experiences of, of people coming to Ireland mm-hmm. and it highlighted how imperative it was that we were ensured that accommodation was safe and welcoming uh, for, and that all staff and residents were aware that discrimination against LGBTQ residents were not to be tolerated and that training would, would support people who were going through that process what was your own experience of the asylum process here and I suppose like how, how 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 reflecting on it kind of how could it be better for people who are going through what is already going to be a very sort of a stressful period of time for themselves?
1: Well, given that um, so in twenty twenty one to twenty twenty two, that's when twenty twenty one I, I lodged officially uh, my application, mm-hmm. asylum application uh, from the EU family that I initially was given, and. Um, so I was given a temporary accommodation in Suntry, Crown Plaza Hotel. And I'd say, well, a lot of, while a lot of people think it's, you know, sugar and spice, um, it's not really because, first of all, you don't have your privacy. Mm-hmm. The cleaning staff always come anytime and you have to get out. So it doesn't matter whether you're in class studying or you're on a podcast or you're recording something or anytime when they're in, you're supposed to go out. And you're not allowed to sit uh, anywhere near the hotel at that time. You have to go out outside, just chill there for, until they're <laughs> they done. And also, you're you're put in the same place as everybody else from different countries, and even straight people. And some of them come from countries that still have that homophobic um, kind of beliefs. So sometimes, let's say if you're not a couple, then you're you're likely to be paired with somebody who's maybe very homophobic. Mm. And lots of times you find um, them mistreating a lot of LGBT Mm -hmm. queer folks. Like it's not even funny.
2: That that is one of the things. I suppose from being aware of the work that LGBT Ireland is doing with regards to kind of asylum seekers and people seeking a direct or um, international protection here. That is the mind-boggling thing for me. Like, how can you think it is appropriate to place people seeking asylum here because of homophobic or transphobic beliefs in the country they're coming from with those same people? Like, it it just should be. Mm-hmm. It should be a default understanding that, like that, that that marginalized communities need those safer spaces, and it just it baff it boggles my mind. Yeah, because <laughs> it's it's
1: more like jumping from a frying like from <laughs> one trauma to the next.
2: Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, literally out of the frying pan into the fire. Kind definitely. of
1: definitely. <laughs>
0: <Yeah. laughs> it's it's so interesting that you say that because you know anyone that's you know forced to seek refuge or asylum somewhere else they're doing it because they feel like they need the protection or mm-hmm. the safety and then they're yeah. they're they're coming over here and I suppose with with the hope that that's going to change and then unfortunately yeah, yeah. I find but you're the
1: welcomed mis- with you know what there's no other choice for you yeah you're stuck with if you're gay man you're yeah. stuck with other fog yeah you know yeah. heterosexual homophobic guys who make your life a living hell
0: how how was that experience for you was it really uncomfortable
1: uh thankfully for me i requested to have my partner be with me good so we were only two of us in 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 my room mm-hmm. so i was safe enough okay. to have somebody that i can actually confide in yeah but we had a lot of um lgbt folks a lot that i, I engaged with uh from afghanistan from georgia from south africa from South Africa, so it just their experiences in their rooms and how they were being discriminated. It was just horrible, and sometimes also the staff that are working within those premises, that the, the ones that would serve food mm-hmm. or whatever, yeah. that sometimes they'd see like o- an overly like you know bottom, and you'll get yeah. like two mm. pieces of meat instead of the usual, yeah. you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so I think that the best. What I can suggest is, like, the IPO do have, like, everybody, like, if you make an application, if it's based on you being an LGBTQ person, I think the best thing is to, you know, maybe take, at least pair them with another LGBTQ person. And also maybe offer training on the staff before they have uh, our people.
2: Well, that that's one of the the recommendations. That it is that 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 staff needs to have that training so that they can be understanding of those needs. And obviously, there are supports available, but the, a lot of people probably arriving into to to that asylum process wouldn't understand or know that you know LGBT Ireland is available with its Because
1: some people do not speak English. Yeah, and not not like there's no translation for all languages, so they'll just be like sitting there. They don't know where to find help or any yeah. organization or mm-hmm. Anybody to reach out for, yeah, so they're just stuck, like you know,
0: and I, I suppose like like as someone who's lived the experience, you know um like it is important to say that there is there is things there that that can be done, I guess what would you say to anyone who finds themselves in a similar position now?
1: um ask for there's always ngos uh until like from nine to five that mm. uh, depends on where you are actually. So in case you have any person working, any NGO working within the premises, then it's better to just ask where where, where you can find LGBT organisations mm-hmm. or group or people so that you can get more information, yeah. you know.
0: And I suppose confide in people within the community, isn't it? Because really? yeah. there there is, and we're very fortunate to be living in a city where there are there are organisations yeah. there that can help. I mm-hmm. suppose it's just it's just finding the information for it, right?
2: No, absolutely. And I think that it, that the language barrier is a huge issue as well that mm-hmm. needs to be addressed. And that you know, document information needs to be placed in in a way that people can access it safely and that they can understand it. I think that's one of the the big things as well that that would make it make a difference. I think that we should should we move on to a more positive absolutely. Subject? Should yeah, we definitely. should we get out of this onto, onto yeah. like onto the joy? Yeah, the joy. <laughs> of Dublin, Dublin in the mansion house two weeks yeah, ago. Was
0: yeah, yeah, exactly. So you one person of the at the galas how was that did you expect it first of all did you have any clue
1: i did not expect it you know i was just like you know i'm happy enough to be nominated for this it, it shows that there are people who are rec- recognizing my work and honestly i do so that in my line of work i don't expect any sort of gifts or awards in return because it's just if you've gone through something You definitely wouldn't want another person to go through Mm -hmm. it. So I'm just doing it for the goodness of my heart. But if that goodness of my heart is being seen and they feel like I should Take an award, then also I am <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> humble. I guess.
0: <laughs> Look, if they're giving you an award, you better take it and run. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> money <laughs> for sure. And also, you're, you're you're also included in the Black and Irish book. Yeah, yeah, which is out now as well. Yeah. Uh, do you want to tell us a little bit about what that what that book's about?
1: So this book entails, uh, you know, trailblazers, everyday heroes. Um, activists that are you know doing something in the within the Irish community you know and just inspiring Mm -hmm. young people that you know there's somebody like you out there who is part of this is doing this and you can be also be motivated to follow their footsteps so I think that's a pretty much good um
0: Yeah, it's representation, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's good. It's good for little for little people, especially. I think you know, as someone who works in education myself, that there is people they they can look look at a book, even if if it's just a picture, and just see, look, this person is like me, and Mm -hmm. you know, I can be just like them. You know what I mean? So I think it's a huge honor for you as well uh, to be included in that book for sure. Definitely. I
2: I think one thing I wanted to ask you about, and this is you know, um, it's been fantastic over the last couple of years to see sort of the Irish queer communities of color becoming more visible and more vibrant we have like the the, the queer asian pride ireland that mm-hmm. are doing their film festival later in the year there's been that house of Skipperelli, uh, amazing yeah. looking ball that happened yeah it looks ago. so cool and it's it's fantastic to see that sort of visibility coming to this part of our community what could i suppose uh, you know people uh, what could basically allies do how can we be better allies to to queer communities of color within our own spaces that, I'm, I'm asking heavy. you, this is, this is, this is a big question. And this is the definitive answer now. This is what I'm gonna, this is gonna yeah. shape the future of my, uh. Yeah.
1: <laughs> that is heavy. <laughs>
0: It's a difficult one, I guess, right? It is
1: very difficult because a lot of people do ask me, like, how do we get the, um, the you know, black uh, LGBT people to, uh, you know, diverse? Yeah, into and the, how do we be, and usually,
0: integrate, right, Really, isn't it? In a mm-hmm. way, like, you know, and, and I, do, I do know it's a cultural thing as well. And I, I know that some people are afraid that, you know, they might, they might overstep a mark or they, they might, you know, be... Um, Let me tell you a secret,
1: right? Go. A lot of people are afraid that they'll be turned to white.
0: <laughs> okay. oh uh, Yeah. Okay. And nobody needs yeah. that. We've got enough. Yeah, then no, you
1: might be, you know, yeah. chilling with your, your your family or whatever, and you're like, um, like, "What are you doing?"
0: <laughs> yeah. Some some sad some sad pop songs or something. The- yeah. This no. is it. We Before can't you know you're a
2: Carly Ray fan.
1: <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Heaven forbid. Heaven forbid. Listen. But honestly, though, I think it's really when it comes to the center, like fifty. F- 50-50 of how we can meet each other, it's I guess dropping our fears and just letting it go. Because mm-hmm. let's say, for example, how I experience it, right? I have white friends, Asian friends, and black friends, of course. And the fu- the first ever friends I made when I got here was the black people. Because I was like, okay, if they look like me, Probably, I I don't have to do much. Mm-hmm. You know, well, you, we you can. You tend to stick to your
0: own as well, right? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So, when I was expanding my circle, at first, the first ever um, gathering I was invited to, it was in the living room, right? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, do I really need to be sober? Because <laughs> 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 <a dish> <laughs> <laughs> in my head, I'm like, okay, first, I have to sort of work on my dialect, Yeah. all right? Because I don't want somebody to ask me, what did you say? What did you say, you know? (laughs) So that's one fear. Two, you're like, what kind of jokes? Or how do, what's the icebreaker? So like you have a lot of things that might be different because culturally, there are some things that we do different, right? Mm -hmm. If I'm to meet a black person, hey, oh bro, what's up, you know? Or just talk about some stupid stuff like, sewage you know (laughs) if i'm going to the white side i i I overthink a lot i have to write my lines you know like will i say it right will i say something that will be like no please don't rob me Mm. you know so there's there's a a lot in there but once i got there and i just took my 30 minutes just looking at the you know the surrounding and everybody was oh my god how are you you know and i was oh they can actually be nice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're not the worst. Yeah. And and do you find it something that you're getting more used to? I'm getting more yeah. used. to. I, I have more white friends now than actually black friends. That so I'm considered a sellout again. So it's really yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: and I, I know I know you're from Kenya, and that mm-hmm. will always be you know a huge part of your heritage and where you're from. But is there a part of Ireland that's home for you now as well?
1: Yeah. I mean, there's not much difference between Kenyans and Irish people, to be honest. Like, (laughs) (laughs) if we are friends, like good, good friends, the compliments are mostly negative, but from love, you know, Mm -hmm. which Irish people share too, you know? Yeah, of course. There's just so many things that I've realised we have similarities in. So it's really, really easy for me to just go in there. I can just say something completely insane and people will be laughing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're all a bit mad, are we? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely.
0: <laughs> Excellent. Thank, Thank you so much. Yeah, listen, I, Beryl, it's, it's been a pleasure,
2: mm-hmm. hasn't it, James? Yeah, no, it really has. It's fantastic to meet you and, and to, to I think I've, I've been aware of you for, for a really long time and it's amazing to, 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 to meet you and just you're going from strength to strength so I look forward to, to you coming back in a year's time telling us about how you're now like the Irelander of the year or whatever the, whatever, the, the no, upgrade, Nobel Prize. whatever the upgrade to the gala is yeah. and the,
1: the accent will be completely different <laughs> That's it, yeah. don't
2: Absolutely.
0: lose the accent whatever you do <laughs> thanks so much
2: see, see you at the Ray Jepsen girl
1: yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah
0: <laughs> curiosity on Dublin City FM